Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that Dore may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. It is the Sharp Edge. We are back. I'm Scott Seidenberg alongside the legend, Brandon Lang. Handicapper BrandonLang.com is the website. College football week zero in the rearview mirror. And week one is here. So without further ado, we welcome in the great Brandon Lang. Brandon, you know, we haven't uh, done a podcast in a little bit, but you and I were talking before we started to record. And you've been at this game a long time, 20-somewhat years. And the story that you just told me the numbers that you just told me off the air I, I I almost don't believe it but I know you wouldn't lie to me about this so tell the audience exactly the type of run that you have been on at the end of the summer here well it's funny everything I do is validated and documented throughout the internet I can't take a shit someplace without somebody saying hey Lang was here taking a shit no 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 I'm, I'm, I'm dead no, serious I know, people, I know what I do with my life and what people are trying to figure out what I'm doing and where I'm going but um, you know to go into the summer NBA playoffs in and you think okay nothing's going on uh, to have had the winning month of June the winning month of July uh, three days here left in the month of August winning month of August um, the baseball bankroll for a $10 better is up close to 12,000. I have gone the last three weeks, a perfect seven and zero, And then I real and then I reeled off five more in a row. So I had 12 in a row and then I dropped two in a row. Then I reeled off five more in a row, lost one. And I've now reeled off three in a row. So the overall run is at 20 and three. <clears throat> My last 23 days, I'm 20 and three. Preseason football, I finished four and one. College football, one release last Saturday, Hawaii plus 11 outright over Arizona. And the baseball run now is literally at 16 and two. Wow. My last 18 on the diamond tonight. Just to let you know, when you're hot, you get breaks like this. The Indians on the run line, uh, only up 3-2, going in 2-2, going in the eighth, they get a home run. 3-2, going in the ninth, they get another home run, go up 4-2. And, of course, Hand comes in and shuts the door, and you get a run line winner 4-2 in a game that you had no right winning. So it's been, it's been incredible. And, you know, again, I'm not bragging. I'm not, look at me, look at me. You know, Julia Roberts and, and Pretty Woman, look, no hands, no hands. It's not about, it's not about that. It's just about talking about a run that in an industry of people that are trying to validate their picks, and and I do this every day, you learn to really appreciate what a 20-3 and run is in this business. It's hard to win one. Let alone to go twenty and three or last twenty three. Oh, it's uh, I know it's exactly, incredible, dude. I know exactly how you feel, and I, and, and you know we've talked about it. How uh, this season in Major League Baseball, I started to do the Major League Baseball play of the day on my Twitter account at Scotts on Air. I do one play a day, and we just see how we do for the entirety of the season. Well, I had gone. I started out real hot, and then I got real cold, and and it was depressing. And I tried to tell people, hey, it's just as hard to lose seven in a row as it is to win seven in a row, and. And 
a couple of weeks ago, in the beginning of August, I went on a 10 straight win streak, got myself back up to the 15 unit range, and right now I'm hovering at around plus 9.46 units on the season with a record of 77, 70, and 4, picking one game a day for the entire Major League Baseball season. So the fact that we haven't had to dip into the bankroll, we're hovering around the plus 10 unit range, I'm pretty happy about that considering baseball is the worst sport to bet. So kudos to you for going on this run, brother. Well, we certainly know it's a new season, Brandon, but the one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on all the games. MyBookie.com is the place to bet on football every weekend because MyBookie.com has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sportsbook, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs 100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. Now, go to my bookie and sign up for the super contest or the season, and be sure to use my promo code EDGE100. They'll double your first deposit up to $1,000 first deposit bonus if you use the promo code EDGE100 to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.com, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E and don't forget to use the promo code EDGE, E-D-G-E 100, EDGE 100 when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, and get paid at mybookie. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I've been a lot of guys that have um, who have ridden it. You know, most guys will take a break in baseball and then they'll come back ready full board to, to get after to get after football. To have gone on this run and to have made people money in June and in July and August, to have three straight winning months and to have um, all the bankrolls where they're at, it's uh, it's pretty spectacular. You learn to you learn to enjoy this. But but but, but again, like I said, it's uh, to have Hawaii to go to one and zero in college football and, and to say in the first line of my analysis wouldn't be surprised if they they shocked the world and they did. Um, 13 possessions, one field goal, six touchdowns, six turnovers. They still win the game, 45-38. Yep. So, well, um, last, week, last week I was hosting on ESPN Radio, and I gave my first college play out, which was Miami plus seven points. And I replayed the audio. I was hosting on Sunday again, and I replayed the audio because this doesn't happen often, Brandon, but when it does, it's pretty freaking cool. Not only did I nail the way that the game was going to play out, talking about how score. Exactly. I talked about how Florida was going to rush Jaron Williams. I talked about how Miami was going to win the turnover battle. I talked about how Florida was going to make one special teams play that was going to be a huge factor. That was the muff punt recovery. And I nailed the final score. Florida 24, Miami 20. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, you got to give yourself a pat on the back because that's freaking cool. That is. That's as good as it gets. Um I've come close a few times, Super Bowl, four or five times. I've been close to getting it right on. Syracuse, Kansas championship game with Carmelo Anthony. Oh, yeah. I said the final would, I, I said the final would be 82-78. Syracuse fell 81-78. So I've had, <laughs> oh, I've had some ungodly calls in my life. But to start off the college season, say 24-20, kudos to my boy Scott. With how excited are you? Thanks, brother. How excited are you for the college football season? Because I'm so pumped up. More so, I, I know this is crazy for to some people because, I mean, I, I live in the Northeast, but I'm more pumped up for college football than I am the than I am the NFL. 
Me too. We get the first, you know, first full week into ourselves, and 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 there's some some great some great games and some great matchups and some some line value that that kind of jump out at me. And um, you know, tomorrow night some intriguing games. The Georgia Tech Clemson with the triple option laying thirty seven. Um, I think the Utah BYU game is intriguing from the standpoint that everybody I talk to and everything I read, everybody's on BYU. Yet this could be the most talented team in the Pac-12 in Utah. Yeah. Senior quarterback coming mm-hmm. back. I think it's a, I think it's a trap game. Yes, BYU went into Utah last year. Yes, they were up by I believe twenty. Yes, they should have won the game and lost it. I think it's a trap number. Uh, I, I just get this gut feeling Utah's going to win that game by seven and cover. So, dude, the um, Holy War being the first game of the year, and I know it's been like that for the past couple of seasons, but that is just rough to come out of the gate and have the rivalry game right away. It's like most of these programs usually have the let up, you know, playing your little uh, FCS school, but to come out of the gate with the Holy War, that's a dangerous spot for Utah to be in. Big time. But again, I think Vegas. It's not going to miss a game that badly out of the box. I might be wrong, mm-hmm. but I believe everybody that line opened up seven. It's been bet down to six and a half. I think the whole world is is all over them here. So um, it, it, I think that's the most intriguing game uh, happening on the card tomorrow night. You know, what I, I, you know what game I'm looking at is I'm looking at that UCLA game. I think that's a good game, that UCLA against Cincinnati here the first week, first day of the season. And UCLA is a two-and-a-half-point dog, and everyone's looking at what Cincinnati did last year. And I know that UCLA does have the youngest team in the country, but I'm telling you, Chip Kelly's – going to have a better year this year than he did last year it's not going to be great he's not going to probably not going to get to a bowl game but at two and a half point dogs I think that UCLA wins this game outright in Cincinnati I I see this being kind of like a a touchdown win for UCLA something in like the uh, 20 27 20 30 to 23 that's the range I'm going in I I like this UCLA team going into Nippert Stadium and pulling the upset tomorrow night yeah, I've learned in life there's a few things that you don't trust. You know, you never trust a homeless guy outside 7-Eleven who's asking you for money. He's probably going to spend it on liquor. Never, ever trust a stripper with your credit card in the champagne room. You just don't do it. Just don't. Those are things you just do not trust. And and thirdly, I just don't trust Chip Kelly. <laughs> so I put him in the lines of uh, of right there. So you have at that game. I think I'm finding some value in FIU Tulane. Um, still digging that game. That might be the best bet tomorrow. Um, again, trying to go 21 and three. My last 24, unreal. So looking for some value there. Friday night card. Um, nothing really jumping out at me. Utah State uh, Wake Utah Forest is a is a it's a tricky game. I think the play in that one because that's the game that I was looking at. Play the over fifty nine and a half. Uh, Utah State can score points, and I know that they had a little coaching change here, but I still think that that offense can put up points. Jordan Love is the best player in the country that no one's talking about. And I think that people that didn't see him last year and see all the points that Utah State put up last year are going to be shocked to see how good this offense is. Utah State, Wake Forest, 59.5 at BB&T Field in Winston-Salem. Give me the over 59.5 in that game. 
Yeah, a couple things scare me. Last year, Utah State went to Michigan State, and, and, and the game was tied at 31, had a chance to win the game outright as a 20-something point underdog. Um, just two starters back on offense, seven on defense. Uh, people may be a little late to the party um, in jumping on them in this spot here. Maybe, maybe not. But, well, I'm not comfortable taking a side. I'm just taking oh, a I total. Oh, I agree. I'm taking I a total agree. here. I think both these teams are scoring in the 30s. And that's why I think this game, this this line is off to me. 59 and a half is way too low. This line should be in the 60s. Um, I agree with that. Um, I got this sneaky suspicion that Purdue's going to go out to Nevada and struggle a little bit. 11 and a half point road favorites in Reno. Road favorite? Uh, I, 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 this Nevada team is, is, is a team that I... I follow really closely. Junior quarterback back. Um, Double-digit non-division dog out of the box. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's intriguing to me. And then other than that, um, nothing else has jumped out at me. Although Oregon State plus 14.5 or Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy normally out of the box a little slow. Um, might be some intrigue there. But then the Saturday card, um, as I was dissecting it for our podcast, a lot of people liking Toledo over Kentucky. A lot of losses for Kentucky. The game I want to look at is 175-176. I get the hype with Memphis. I get all that. But you're giving me an SEC school plus five and a half against an inferior conference. I've always said, you give me the SEC as a dog against a non-Power hmm. 5 conference, hmm. and I am all over it. Ole Miss plus five and a half. I, hmm. I do not see Memphis blowing Ole Miss out. Hmm. I don't know. Ah, I'm trying to, like, put... It's interesting. I kind of see where you're going. I just... To me, I think this safer play in this game might be the total as well. I know that's like maybe that's an out, maybe that's like a sucker, th- a sucker way for me to go. But I think this is a shootout. I think both these teams are going to score a lot of points in this game. This is this might be one of those 44-40 games, you know, something like that. I expect a lot of points here, and any time that games are going to be that high scoring, um, I, I guess I, I never feel comfortable taking a side because in a shootout game, really, it, it might come down to which team has the ball last. So I might just stay away from the side in this one and just comfortably play the over because I think it's going into the 70s or the 80s. That's fine. Listen, you listen. I go to a strip bar. I go right to the champagne room. Don't waste time. You want to go to the bar and see who's working? I like to post up. You know, I like to post up, sip my cocktail. You know, and maybe they come around to me and introduce themselves. I don't have to just go there and spend my money right away. I like to browse. I agree. I agree. That's that, that that's the way you roll. Deep, I, I need to know? get I need to get your take on the biggest game of the night and the game that has the implications in the national title picture, and that's Auburn against Oregon. And the reason why I say implications because if Oregon wants to get to the college football playoff, not only do they have to win the Pac-12, they got to win this game because a an undefeated Pac-12 champion Oregon with a win over Auburn has a good resume to get in. A one-loss Pac-12 champion Oregon with a loss against maybe the fourth or fifth place team in the SEC, that's not getting in over, let's say, the loser of Alabama and, and Georgia in the SEC title game. So you got Auburn, you got Oregon, you got the line is what, hovering around the Auburn three, and a half. three, three and a half? Three, three and a half. Where are you leaning in this? 
Well, first of all, when you break down Auburn, set fourteen starters back. Um, so they got some. They got some debt. They 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 do have to replace Stidman, the redshirt freshman. Bo Nix. He's got comes so, in with a lot of hype. I, I I get that, but when you break down who everybody's saying is the number one quarterback going number one, mm-hmm. um, you know. Justin Herbert, he's a stud. I get it. 17 starters back, 10 on the offensive side of the football, 7 on the defensive side of the football. I'm sorry, man. I think this is a field goal game. I think it goes down to the wire. And I I said I would never touch this team again, and I won't. I I go back to their bowl game against TCU when they blew a 31-0 lead, laying 6.5 and and lost by 7 in overtime. I said I would never even utter the word Oregon Ducks. There'll never be a featured play on my website. I guarantee you that. I, I, I don't even wear green anymore. There's no green in my wardrobe. That game will leave scars um, on my deathbed. Um, that team. And I know Cristobal is a great coach, and it's a different regime. Um, but at the end of the day, I still think the right side of the game plus right now. Yeah, I, I'm, I started out at the beginning of the week or the past two weeks or so going with Oregon. But the more that I research this game, the more I talk to people in the know and gather as much information as I can, the more I find myself leaning towards Auburn covering this game. Uh, I'm going to go. I said 24-20 was the Miami-Florida finish. I'm going to call 24-20 in this game. Auburn wins and covers the three and a half. Wow, you are the man. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm going to go ahead and say that that the upset of the day is 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 uh, Duke plus points over Alabama when they get out right. Nope, just kidding. Um, <laughs> couple. Well, you, st- can I say this about Alabama though? Yeah. I don't I cover like, big numbers. I feel like you should only bet them in the first half because two is never going to play in the fourth quarter, and so they have the potential to get backdoored on every large spread that they're going to face this season. And so without Tua playing in the fourth quarter, with the fact that they lost now Dylan Moses combined with already losing Josh McMillan, two key linebackers missing, they might give up more points than they want. I I might just only be comfortable betting Alabama in the first halves this year. I agree with that. You know, and again, Nick Saban um, is, is not a big proponent of running up the score yep. in, in, in non-conference games. And he has a tendency, as you just said, to pull guys, which is the smart thing to do based on the fact that they've been bit a little bit by the injury bug. Um, I do I do like them uh, plus the points in that one. Huge um, game. Huge game for Florida State against Boise State. Uh, it's in Jacksonville, but it's practically a home game for Florida State. You know, Tallahassee and Jacksonville. Uh, the Seminoles minus five. Willie Taggart is absolutely on the hot seat there. And this is a game that I think they have to have if they want to have a successful season. And I'm talking about more than five wins. There's so much pressure on them. That's the only thing that scares me about this game is that there's so much pressure on them. But that being said, they have the more talent. They should win this game. Well, just want to go back for our listeners. David Cutcliffe is 15 and three straight up lifetime and season openers and the three losses have come by a total of just 17 points nick saban 5 and 13 against the spread is a non-conference favorite of 30 or more points including 2 and 11 against the spread in the last 13 but a bang 
Bada boom. Zoom, zoom, zoom. As far as Boise is concerned, that's the leftover baggage of how much money Chris Peterson cost me um, over the years. So Boise's on the Oregon State hit list as well. So you can talk about that game until you're blue in the face. I tend to go the other way. Um, Another live dog on the on the Saturday card that kind of jumped out at me um, is East Carolina. Um, people don't realize the head coach that, that, that uh, has taken over East Carolina um, came from Division Two. I want to say Richmond. I may be wrong there. It's a div- James Madison, mm-hmm. and his record at James Madison, national championships he won at James Madison. The guy is an absolute stud. They're at home facing an NC State team that replaces that has uh, lost their quarterback, two top no, the receivers. Game, the, game, the, game, the game's the game's at NC State. Right. I'm sorry. So yeah. so for me, I like East Carolina plus, plus the points in that one. Plus seventeen. Yep. Plus yeah. seventeen. I think they'll be in that game. Absolutely. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, they are on the road against Louisiana. Well, it's not on the road. They're, they're going to play that game in the uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, Superdome. There, Mississippi State is a twenty-point favorite. The what, the factor that you have to look at here is Tommy Stevens, the quarterback who came over with Joe Moorhead from Penn State. So he's a transfer from Penn State. He was with Joe Moorhead with the Nittany Lions. He knows his offensive system. He's comfortable in that offensive system. Mississippi State is going to roll in this game. Well, you know me. I'm always one to support you with some trends, Scott. Yes. The Raging Cajuns of UL Lafayette. That's who's playing Mississippi State, correct? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. They are 0-28 against the spread in their last 28 straight-up home losses versus lined opponents. Does this count as home because they're playing in the Superdome? I mean, it's a home state game. it's, It's a home state game. Yeah. But that's... That's pretty ridiculous. That is pretty ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the – oh, here's another one that's in, that, that is intriguing to me. Syracuse. I think Syracuse is going to have a really good year this year. I, I know that Eric Dungy is not there anymore, so their offense might look a little different uh, with DeVito at quarterback. But I, I the job that they did last year, it cannot go understated. They're 18-point favorites against Liberty. This is just a mismatch here. I think Syracuse wins this game easily by three touchdowns. You can never get me to get hyped to talk about a game where we're laying 18 and a half on the road. I primarily became an underdog handicapper, mainly home dogs. Um, I just think Hugh Freeze at Liberty is not going to get off to a good start. <laughs> well, you know, if he upgraded his hooker budget, you know, get, <laughs> get some get some talent in there and, and get some boosters paying off some money, he'll be fine with some talent in there. Um, uh, eventually, good, eventually. Eventually. Good luck with that one. Um, what do you think about the, uh, the Sunday game? Oklahoma, 23-point uh, favorite against Houston. That one, I think, goes over the postal total. I lean toward Houston plus the 79 points. 79 and a half. 79 uh, and a half. Yeah, I like their coach. Um, and then something tells me that Appalachian State Monday, that Appalachian State coach coming over to Louisville, I think he's going to change the culture. There's some talent there. Yes, got away from Bobby Petrino. Um, kind of lost the team a little bit. Uh, I, I think Louisville plus 20 over Notre Dame out of the box is a, is a pretty solid play. Well, I've, I've always said this, and whether it's true or not, it's just something I've always stuck by. Home dogs against top 10 opponents on nationally televised primetime games. 
and this fits the formula. Home dog Louisville against a top 10 opponent in Notre Dame in a nationally televised primetime game on ESPN 8 o'clock on Monday. That just fits my system. I do it on Thursday nights, I do it on the Saturday night, and I'm going to do it again on Monday night. Me and you both, buddy. I'll, go, I'll, 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 I'll live and swing with Louisville plus the points on Monday night. All right. Well, that's a quick taste of a little college football flavor. Uh, any prop bets that you're playing for the college football season? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. No futures? No, you know me. It's a game-by-game progression. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to... We're just trying to win tomorrow night, get it to 21 and three, win Friday night, 22 and three, and go into that Saturday card looking to bang home another. Who's, who's going to be the team that you're pretty much going to hammer every time they play? Is, do you have that one team? Because for me, I'll tell you right now, it's Georgia. I think Georgia is going to cover the spread in every game they play. They're going undefeated before they go to the SEC title game. Do you realize that they've won every single game in the SEC East over the last two years by more than 14 points? No, I didn't know that. This team is a beast with probably the third best quarterback in the country in Jake Fromm. Yeah, he uh, needs to have a he needs to have a big year. Yeah, this I, I'm, they're my darling pick to go to the national championship game. I think they're beating Alabama in the SEC title game. I am riding the Georgia Bulldogs this year. Well, I'll tell you this much. I'm a Dabo Sweeney fan. I love this kid, Lawrence. He's going to be great to oh, watch. He's, the he, he's the best college quarterback that's been around in years. <laughs> he's such a stud. He really is. So I will either play Clemson. If you ask me what team, yeah. every week I'll either play Clemson or stay away because it's amazing what they do and how much they win by. 35 and a half against Georgia Tech. Safer play in that game? Over 60. Uh, you like under because of Georgia Tech's offense? Because yeah. the way they slow the game down? I like yep. the over because I think Clemson's going to put up at least 40-something. And you're only asking Georgia Tech to score three times. All right, so the first Brandon Lang, Scotty Scott dinner bet of the year. We'll keep track of this on who owes who amount of dinner. I'll go under in Georgia Tech. Clemson, you have the over. I have the over. I have the over 60 and a half. Final score, 42-21 with a total of 63, my friend. I'd say the final thirty-eight-three. <laughs> probably, probably more, more likely it's gonna happen. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Well, we're gonna be back at it next week with our NFL Week One picks and our college football Week Two selections. So good luck to you, my friend. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you next week. There he is, Brandon Lang, the one and only. Be sure to check out BrandonLang.com. And for Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Be sure to catch us each and every week here on The Sharp Edge. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We are available wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe, and please give us a little rating and review. We'll talk to you next week, and good luck. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.